Any questions? People are being forced to stick their <laughs> dick in the hole in the Bible. Also, side note, Chris, how to me, please close your legs at me. <laughs> you know, the government doesn't want you to have a lot of clothes. Okay, I did research a little for oh. this show. And just, I was like, I've never researched for this show. Do tell. <laughs> I've got a real tale to tell here. You had me at subsidies. That <laughs> sounds great. Chops three, how can be, R.I.P. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Great, yeah. You can make me draw a bunch of like titties and ding dongs and stuff. I mean, are, <laughs> are you okay with that? I mean, privately, sure. <laughs> like an Adrian Brody, someone who looks real frail. Um, <laughs> really frail and old timey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please podcast starring Katie Wynn, Kirsten Koopenbender, Adam Bossy, and Becky Bronstein, and your host and creator of Pitch Please, Carolyn May. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pitch Please. Thank you all so much for being here. I hope you heard or smelled that there is free popcorn. Go get it. Thank you very much, Winco, for your affordable prices. So uh, if you aren't familiar, Pitch, Please is the game of the 60-second screenplay. And you can look through all the cards. They're right up there. You can fondle them, get an idea. The basic gist of this is, is that I am a cartoonist and a comedian and a podcaster. My name is Carolyn Maine. What's up? And what I've got here is a hot deck of 53 movie cliches. And we are going to challenge our contestants tonight to pitch a movie with one minute to plan it, one minute to pitch it based on these cliches. So it's going to be very amazing. And we have the best cast in Portland tonight. Let's start seeing them. Uh, first of all, you may know her from Earthquake, Hurricane, or Around Town, and the smart money's on her to win because it is Katie Nguyen. Hey, oh, coming to the mic. Just be careful of all our hundreds of cords. Thank you. Any one of these seats are great. And yeah, that's great. Welcome, sitting right by me. I won't be too scary. Watch the clapboard. <laughs> Hello, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to. And secondly, uh, raise your cup because you know her from Let's Stand Up. Let's see Kirsten Koopenbender. There she is, folks. And if you're anything like me and watch some YouTube, you might be very familiar with her face lately because I've skipped your ads to get to my content. I'm calling that my miniature made-for-TV movie. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't seen it, Cop has been on a very cool Oregon Lotto commercial. I totally believe that you're that excited for your friend to be gambling. I get excited. <laughs> I get very excited. And third of our guests that are here, she's got brain, she's got brawn, she's Becky with the good jokes, Becky Bronstein Woo! to the stage. 
And we have a fourth mystery guest, just if you were wondering. And just think about which Portland comedian likes to be late a little bit. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> but you all made it somehow. I was definitely late, though. Yeah. Well, well not, not pregnant, though. Who knows? <laughs> the night is young. That was, that was a cheap joke, but I'm excited to be up here with all ladies, which hubba, is very hubba. fun. Uh, so welcome. Let's see. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's coop, not cup. Don't make that mistake. <laughs> it's okay. It's cool. We're still cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So let's see. Uh, let's get to know each other. You each get to pick a studio name to represent yourselves. Yeah. Uh, I told them they could do this earlier, but Becky's been in the true Hollywood tradition of improv. She's saying, fuck it. We'll do it live. So we'll come to you last, but your time is ticking. Uh, so let's go around and say what their studio names are. And also, today's Pitch Please theme is Regenesis. So in the spirit of that, it's springtime. You've seen the sun. What is that? It's like a guy in the sky is your dad, and he's yelling at you. I don't get it, but I'm dealing with it. Uh, so in the spirit of Regenesis, what is a movie you would like to see rebooted? Yeah. Shout out to Rebootsies and Chris Hottamy and the River, po River City Podcast Federation. So, Katie Nguyen, what is your studio name and what is the movie you would like to see rebooted? Uh, my studio name is Wide Widefoot Studios. Um, that's just really representative of who I am. I like to normalize varying body types and <laughs> encourage people to make cute shoes in wide because I only have very orthopedic options. That's uh, amazing. For me. <laughs> and I also am your sister in wide feet and orthopedic options. And I want to recommend shoes that help you run or move or live your life well. Oh man, point in her corner. Was that Widefoot Studios? Widefoot Studios. Studios, excellent. Wide Wait, yes. did she really get a point for that? Oh, uh, you know, the audience, actually. That's a great note, Coop. Yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs> and the My audience, huge. right? Yay, yay. Biggest week is a point. Uh, the audience is going to be determining their favorite pitches. I can sway them a little, but I'm just the conduit. It's all about these people. Pitch to them. I'm just here to help you out along the way. All right. And Katie, what is a movie you would like to see rebooted? Something I'd really like to see rebooted. Rebooted in a nice wide boot. A nice, nice wide CD. That's that's a yes. That's what means wide. Yes. Um, I would like to see rebooted. I'd like to see the um, the modern day Pretty Woman. I think it would look oh. very different. I think most of it would be online. <laughs> and um, and I think there when instead of going into the store when the woman looks at her and judges her as poor, it'll just be like a paywall, a soft paywall. <laughs> And then she'll try to use like incognito mode and it still won't work. And uh, But then later on, she'll go to another site and buy a ton of stuff on a credit card. And they made a real big mistake. <laughs> and then the mean snooty clerk at the different high-end website will give her problems, but she'll have the bitcoins to pull it off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It'll be like that little chat window that comes up. They'll like, hey, can I help you? <laughs> and then she'll chat and she'll send expletives. Um, <laughs> Because she's the, the, the 21st century pretty woman. That's something I want to see. So now you know a little bit about what Widefoot Studios is going to bring to the table. Let's move right along to Kirsten Coop, Cup and Bender. What is a movie you'd like? Let's do, what is your studio name? 
Oh, uh, my studio name is uh, Endorphin Releases. Ooh, that's a party. Okay. And what is a movie that Endorphin Releases would like to see rebooted? Um, you know, I uh, there was a movie made in the uh, early aughts called Lesbianage 4. Oh. Um, was there a one, two, or three? Uh, it was actually Lesbianage 4, just only that one movie. Wow, that's um, even harder. It's cool. It's a movie, actually, I, I wrote and uh, produced myself. And... Uh, <laughs> And I feel like there's some things that I would do differently if I had to do it again because at the time it was all set. It's, it's a trailer for an action film that is has never been written either. But it's uh, <laughs> but what you could you could watch it it's still out there on the airwaves. It's a six minute action trailer and it's a lot of fun. But it's um, it's all constructed around the um, Y2K and how it's going to destroy wow. everything. It's a spy movie. It's an action <laughs> film. And um, I feel like I locked it into a time frame there with that whole Y2K thing. Let's so. reboot Y2K while we're at it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And thirdly on our panel, Becky Bronstein, time to pick a studio name. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> that would be, I tonight I will be playing for the... <laughs> the Church of Scientology. Oh, a lot of money. Wow. A lot of controversy. Thank you. How are your thetans? <laughs> wide, wide thetans. <laughs> That's just High how arches, I like them. Huge arches. Arches you wouldn't believe. Jeez. And what is a film series you would like to see rebooted? Well, I generally do not support reboots. Ooh. Sorry, Chris, but I don't. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> I uh, I believe that it's about time for a Jerry Maguire reboot with female lead, and oh. I'm pretty sure that I am literally destined to play that part. Show me the Feetons. Yes, breakdown, breakthrough, the fucking zoo's closed, I'm all in. That's great, I can't wait to see that, and now we know a little bit about the Church of Scientology. <laughs> And next we have Yo Boy and mine. He does a little podcast called The Hosey Hustle. Come on up, Shane Hosey. He is lovely. He's amazing. He's going to be my co-host and live drawing these pitches as they happen. And he's going to share a little bit with Becky. He doesn't talk too much. Nope. <laughs> Shane, any movie you'd like to see rebooted? Um... I didn't expect to be asked this question. Right? Expect the unexpected. There's a note. Uh, how about, uh, oh, um, it's not a reboot, but how about an Animorphs movie already? All right. Let's get that going. How about it, Hollywood? So, <laughs> so you know the idea, but we do have a video that tells you even more about how Pitch Please is played. We have a podcast, you can listen to it, Pitch Please on the River City Podcast Federation. And in our second episode, we have Portland's extremely talented Phil Schalberger, aka Rocket Jackson, play around. So if you want to see how that works, look at this screen right here. Thank you to my partner and the tech boy, Aaron Walker, for putting that video together with my drawings. Thank you. And so now you should be all horned up to really get in the game. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Super. Thank you. Horned to the max. Maximum horns over here. So first round, I want to see endorphin releases. All right. Versus Widefoot Studio. Mm. And this worked out because you're also the closest to me, so we can just go down the line. Sweet. <laughs> and you know what I want to see in the spirit of Regenesis? 
I want to see a rewind. I want to see a period movie. I want to see a movie from any time. It could be Wuthering Heights. It could be Caveman starring Ringo. Go ahead and think about any movie throughout time. And let's see your cards. Okay, next. There we go. Widefoot Studio, you get a fish out of water and getting pulled in. Oops, yep. Fish out of water, director's fetish, and happy endings. And here they are, so you don't even have to look at the screen. And then let's see what endorphin releases gets. Ha ha. No prob. Numbers are hard. Is it this one? <laughs> you get vaguely European supervillain getting pulled in for one last big score and extremely hot, extremely clumsy. So, with both yeah. of you, yeah, thank Ooh. you. <laughs> with both of your sets of three, start thinking about what movie you'd like to pitch throughout time, a period piece. Your Minute to Planet starts now. And that is time. Let's check in with our studios. Widefoot Studio, how you feeling? Feeling optimistic. Super. <laughs> and how are you, Endorphin? I'm just about 20 seconds behind. Perfect. <laughs> well, in that case, and because she had the head start, let's start with Widefoot Studios. And I'll tell you when you're at the midpoint. And let's hear your pitch, please, in three, two, one, go. All right, so we're in like... 1850, right? And the and manifest destiny nice. and everybody's moving west, right? There's promise out there. And this big city doctor in Boston, this ear, nose, and throat doctor in Boston, <laughs> he finds out that even though he finished school and he's one of those promising doctors in the practice, he actually owes money to the U.S. government because they were giving subsidies for... For, for his for his ear, nose, and throat doctor school. <laughs> all right? So they send him out west. All right? And so the first, then there's this, this long journey, right? And he's going out west, and, he's, and he hates it, and he's bitter, and he's in the back of a covered wagon. Midpoint. And he gets syphilis. Um, <laughs> That's a perfect midpoint, yeah. And he gets syphilis. Um, but he, get, he, he pulls through it, and he makes it there, and he just hates the town. And everybody uh, works in either coal mines or um, in some kind of disgusting uh, conditions. So they're all their ears, nose, and throats are the ugliest and most disgusting he's ever seen. <laughs> and, and he's having an awful time and he is homesick and he misses bagels. And, um, and he, um, but he falls in love with a local farm, a farmer woman. She's a homesteader and she runs the farm by herself. And she's got the cleanest larynx and pharynx um, he's ever seen in his life uh, but she gets ill she falls ill and he needs to treat her uh, so he has to cross the mountain and he overcomes his fear of the wilderness fights a bear um, yeah gets the medicine brings it back cures her they fall in love and they live all their days in the mountains and time round of applause uh, what do you call it mountain air mountain air mountain bear air mountain bear well that's that's a, that's a secret so. <laughs> we don't want to spoil that. You see the shadow in the trailer, but you don't You don't know what it is. <laughs> That's nice, because a lot of trailers have no restraint anymore. Mm -mm. All right, all right. Who are you seeing for your lead actor? Uh, for the doctor? Yeah. You know, I'm envisioning probably like uh, like an Adrian Brody, someone who looks real frail. 
Um, <laughs> really frail and old timey. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet like he, because like with nose like that, you got to be into them, right? Like he's probably, it's like, you know, you love what you know, do what you love. He knows noses. He's probably, <laughs> he's a big famous nose. That sounds great. Uh, any notes, panel? Any questions? I wasn't listening. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you have that right. <laughs> I was captivated. I think that's wonderful. I, subsidies for, I mean, <laughs> you had me at subsidies. That sounds great. It's Hollywood magic right there. Seriously, I'm on board to be in this. <laughs> it's know. no Jerry Maguire, but it can be a stepping stone. Uh, one more question, Katie. Do you have a tagline for this film? Hmm. Yeah. How how Dr. Jones got his breath back. Nice. That sounds pretty good, but we do have one more to hear. Yeah, one more round of applause. And now with those extra 20 seconds, yeah. I can tell that you're perfectly ready. I I've got a real I've got a real tale to tell here. Let's okay. hear it from Endorphin Releases in three, two. One, go. Um, so the sun comes up um, at, from behind the bars of a tiger's cage. Um, <laughs> and in front of the tiger's cage, um, a man is um, weeping. And um, he has, he's just sort of handing a tiny piece of, of meat to the tiger. And the tiger like takes it and, and looks up and smiles. And that's the start of the movie. Mm. And then we go back into the story. Well, what happened is in the 1920s, there was this guy, uh, his name is Trigger, and um, he was part of a moonshine family. And um, he, was, uh, he was trying to help uh, escalate the family business. And he had figured out something called The Post. I don't know. They nicknamed it the post, but the family was uh, they were sending they were sending moonshine through the post, and um, it Midpoint. was just shit. It's just um, <laughs> it was like a fast delivery system. They put them in boxes because the thing is, is that trigger was really uh, clumsy and kept breaking all the bottles in the family business. And it was like if I put it inside this thing, and so he he invented the U.S. mail, and um, oh, and um, and then so he had this whole scheme, and he was gonna um, get it do a fundraiser and um, with this old timey lady, and um, and they got all the people that town together to invent he's like going to tell him all about the mail but it was really just a heist and he was going to take the money from all the people at the at the event and it was at the zoo see and they were trying to because she was an animal tamer and um and and so what happened was he fell in love with this woman and he was going to take all the money he had this whole plan and then he had to um they had to call it off and what happened is they released all the animals and moved to brooklyn and started the bronx zoo oh end time round of applause I didn't know all those things were related. And also, the Post and Tigers makes me think a little bit Kellogg's, too. Put them in there. Wow. Brand, brand alert. Right? Brand awareness. Brand. Replacement by Kellogg's. <laughs> and what do you call that, Endorphin Studios? Oh, good question. Uh, that <laughs> uh, uh, is called the shine of love. <laughs> the shine of love. Yep. Uh, any notes or questions, panel? I like that it was uh, like historically based and and will help educate viewer, you know, the viewers. Yeah. You know, like movies, movies like Schindler's List and Selma, things like that, where people learn the hard truths about history. Um, I think we should be really appreciative of of the post office, and I am not always. <laughs> was that true? No. <laughs> so we're teaching the kids alternate facts. 
it's just an action adventure love story. <laughs> so whatever you need to do, you know. So they live in Brooklyn, but they're running the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> well, they had they there were some permit issues, so they had to move all the animals up to the other borough. They're they're kind of loose in sure, the Bronx. I they're get cool. It. No, yeah, I mean, nobody wants to live in the Bronx. Brooklyn, it's <laughs> yeah. all about Brooklyn. Not right? even tigers. Where's Brooklyn over? I don't know. Well, the tiger, no, the animals are the Bronx Zoo. Oh, That's I how the Bronx see. Zoo got started. Um, <laughs> things it's can tie together in a way you don't expect. There's your tagline. There it is. The shine of love. Things can tiger together could I, in could ways I, you don't could expect. I, oh, I was going to offer sure, yeah. my own tagline. Yes, please do. Um, it's all connected. Okay. <laughs> That'll look great on the marquee. Shorter sentences. Sure. People are so busy. Right? <laughs> so people, we just heard two profound pitches. So now's the time, audience, when you start getting your claps ready. And okay, what we do, if it's not the one you want to see, but you think it's good, you give it a... And if it's the one that you do want to see and it is good, you give it a... Big old Donkey Kong clap. All right. So... Let's hear it firstly for Mountain Air. Pretty hot, pretty hot. And now to compete with it, we have The Shine of Love. I think I heard a couple of woos which pulled it in your favor. Oh. Must have been those extra endorphins releasing. Yeah. And our man of the hour, the mystery guest, just arrived. Pitch Please has a posse. It is Adam Posse. You know him from all kinds of things in town, including Your Welcome and the Chubba and Wumba podcast. Adam, what is your studio name this evening? Um, I represent Boiler Room Studios. Oh, is that for Portland's former club? Uh, well, it's mostly because our business model is we're going to uh, work our way into people's hearts over the years. Then right when everybody loves us, we're going to shut down for no reason and turn into a Starbucks. Oh, that is for Portland's club. <laughs> Sad. Also, you guys, bad news. RIP Chopsticks 3. They're closing on Saturday. I just heard. I'm broken up over it, frankly, but the show must go on. I changed my name. We're going to be Chopsticks 3 Studios. <laughs> oh, no. Now I have to write that down. That's fine. Chops 3, how can be, R.I.P. I'm crying. I'm crying. Okay. So, Adam, you rolled in just in time. We're going to pass you some cards. Uh, I hope you know how the game is played because you don't get to watch the instructional video. <laughs> and I feel confident that I, I think, can pretend I think, like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's all fun play pretend. You go first. Oh, <laughs> Shane wants to see it raw dog. And he'll do it. Man. All right. All right, big man on campus. Uh, the na- now we... draw shitty pictures afterwards. How does that sound? <laughs> I don't know. You got a lot of competition for that in this town. I'm just kidding, Shane. Those don't even count as pictures. What are we doing now? <gasps> Shane's a beautiful artist, and we cherish him on the show. Uh, so, round two of the Regenesis. I want to see a revenge tale. Revenge. And let's see what Chopsticks 3's cards this round are. You get Star-Crossed Lovers, Planned Pregnancy, and Good War. And then let's see what the Church of Scientology is working with. You get Unplanned Pregnancy, Huge Worms, a lot of heat on Huge Worms, and Bad War. So you'll notice 
some colorways, some themes. Your minute to planet starts a couple seconds ago. And I believe that the big man on campus himself, the roast daddy, Chop 6'3. <laughs> so it makes it sound like I have a harem of a beef just back at home. Are you going to dispute that? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's none of you people's goddamn business whether or not. <laughs> What me and stacked up cold cuts with a hole in them do when it's late at night? That's up to us, all right? It's it's 2008. Guys, this is my movie idea. <laughs> Let's move right past Adam's beef harem and hear his pitch in three, two, one, go. It's post 9-11. A pair of Marines are assigned to the same unit uh, that happen to be male and female. They're fighting the Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. Uh, and, and the fight, it brings them closer together and they realize there's romantic feelings between the two of them. So they're at, they're at war. They think they're not going to make it one night. So they actually have, they have a, a chaplain in their unit. They're actually married on the battlefield. They consummate their marriage and then they mean to go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> Miraculously, their unit makes it out that day and they get back to the camp and the camp and then... Uh, so months go on and they stay at war and they're just, you know, they're like, you know, fucking up the enemy and, and then fucking each other at night. As though, <laughs> Midpoint. Yeah, as though they were a couple of sides of beef. Anyways, <laughs> what it, so eventually she gets pregnant. She's about to get shit back. Her, their, her tour is almost done, but then their camp is attacked by Al-Qaeda and the, the ensuing attack, she loses the baby. Ooh. And her husband dies. Ooh, double whammy. So in order to, so she, she takes she takes all her skills as a soldier, gleaned on the field of battle, in order to get revenge and bring justice to the people of Al Qaeda connected to those who, who caused 9/11. Uh, she goes and attacks Saddam Hussein in Iraq and in, in Iraq and fucks his whole shit up because that's very logical and that's the way this country works. And time. Round of applause for that 9-11 revenge story. Uh, Adam of Chopsticks 3 Studios, what do you call it? Um, a mission that has nothing to do with covering up our incompetence. <laughs> mission not incompetent. Do you got a tagline? Um, uh, no husband, no kid, one <laughs> fucked up country. That's really good. Yeah. And it's got an American flag over the UN fucked up so we can put it out in the world. Oh, and because this is the Regenesis episode, I, as a producer, would like to see some Genesis in your movie. So where is a Genesis song in your film? Oh, just... Um uh, so the night that they get married and stuff and all the battle goes down as they consummate the marriage. When they're fucking. fucking yeah, In the Air Tonight plays 100%. There you go. There you go. That's a beautiful song to make love to. Try it at home, audience. <laughs> like they thrust in, tune, in time with a do 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 I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you could also, yeah. You could do a lot. You'll mm -hmm. figure it out. <laughs> okay, so we just heard one very interesting pitch. But now I'm curious what the competition's holding. So, let's hear the Church of Scientology's. Yeah, a whole lot. And you've got a great casting options, half of Hollywood. Let's hear your pitch, please. And three, two, one, go. 
Belinda counts the tampons on the bathroom shelf. Oh, wait, there's 28 too many. That's not my tampon quota. What's going on? She went to Planned Parenthood because she was uninsured in the richest country in the world and needed basic health care services other than abortion. Coincidentally, she discovers that she is three months pregnant. But wait, that sonogram is wriggling. The only way to end this madness, alongside a gulp, she sets herself on fire to get revenge on the worms, revenge on society, revenge on the government. War is hell. Beautiful. Fast and furious. She doesn't need a midpoint. She just blows right through it like she's taking care of that worm pregnancy. Power Scientology. (laughs) Was it a worm pregnancy? Uh, yes. (laughs) This was. How did she get impregnated like that? Because I would like to probably avoid it. Well, you uh, roll around in the dirt, you get dirty, as they say. Uh, and sometimes you get impregnated with worms. <laughs> they also say. They do say that. I have heard that. Oh, gosh. Uh, who are you thinking for voice of worm? Voice of the worm. Uh, I like I like Jeff Goldblum. He's hot right now. I feel like he sells <laughs> tickets, butts in seats. Yeah. Um, not time. a Scientologist that I'm aware of, which is a strike against him. You'll have to get him. We'll get him. You'll get him. <laughs> Uh, and what Genesis song are you going to slide on into that soundtrack like so much wriggling segments? Oh, Another Day in Paradise? No, that's just Phil <laughs> Collins by himself. I don't really know Genesis well. Um, um, what's that song that they remade? I can't dance. They did a rock version of it. It oh, was I don't like know. The Land of uh, Confusion. Oh, the one with the puppets. That yeah. Is Hell that yeah. even Genesis? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's Genesis yeah. big time. I'm far too young to know Genesis. <laughs> As are we all. Wink. Great. So, oh, what, what is it called? Yep. Uh, the early bird gets revenge. <laughs> Round of applause. Thank you. And do you have a tagline? I am coursing with adrenaline right now. Uh, <laughs> throb, throb, throb. That's pitching live, baby. <laughs> uh, wriggling your way into theaters this fall. There you go. So, audience, you just heard two perfectly professional pitches. So, audience, we're going to see which film you want to see opening night with your ticket money. Is it going to be from Chopsticks 3 Studios? Mission, we really weren't that incompetent, guys. All right, all right. Some power. Some power versus the early bird gets revenge. That's got the heat. That's got the power. So we've got two winners and two not-so-winners. <laughs> and our two winners right now are Endorphin Releases and the Church of Scientology. And Scientology, since you won the last round, you get to pick between Wide Feet Studios or Chops 3 Studios for your partner on the next round, which is Pitchin' Partners. I'm going to go with Chopsticks because he's right here next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's great. He's your Johnny on the spot. And that does make everything easier. That's pretty smart. So that means it's wide foot and endorphin releases. So this next round. Yeah. Oh, team glasses. Great, great. Power up on those glasses. Uh, This next round, what you're going to do is you're going to pitch a movie. And when I say midpoint, the other person is speaking. So you're switching on a dime. And you're going to get to whisper twins together. And let's see. What do I want to see round three, guys? Oh, I don't know. Let's do for Regenesis theme, removed, as in close. 
I want to see a nude movie. I don't give a shit about anything else. Who says nudity in movies has to be brief or tasteful? All I want is a fully nude film. So, let's see your cards. Okay, this is for Widefoot Endorphins. You get Sexy Hackers, Fall Down Go Boom, and Conspiracy, or is it? And now let's see the next cards. Ha ha ha. This is for Scientology 3. You get Supernatural Disaster, A Holy Bible, thank you, and Aquatic Banter. And let's go to the contestants. Let's see. Uh, I kind of want to start just because they're right here. Because Kirsten Koopenbender is looking alarmed. <laughs> I want to see what Endorphin Foot Studios has to the table in terms of nudity. You guys ready? Yes. Let's hear your removed clothes pitch in three, two, one. All right, so we're clearly post-apocalyptic scenario, right? The resources are scarce. Uh, the way they're distributed these days is by a very powerful government entity, and they use it doing um, using technology, digital. It's all kind of you know connected by on one net, um, and except this one enclave of sexy hackers uh, has been able to hack into the system and can actually allot themselves more resources than the bare minimum that they're afforded by the government. Uh, but they're they're being caught. They're being they're slowly being found out by the government's anti-hacking uh, force. So they're trying to collect as many resources as possible before they um, midpoint get uh, found out. And so <laughs> they have uh, they have uh, so so the main the main uh, character Hoops, Hoopster is her name, and uh, <laughs> she's like the head hacker, and she needs to go out and get more food. They know where the food bank is, but nobody can crack the code on, to get into the big food bank. So she goes and she brings a robot that she made, Jessup, and uh, and they head over, and um, and then there's all kinds of all kind of encounter danger on the way. But um, they crack the code, they get in the thing, and then they're in once they're inside. She realizes it's not a programmed robot. It's actually being operated by the love of her life, who's on the other side of town, who's also oh. a hacker. And Conspiracy. time. Yeah. Round of applause for that partnership studio. Uh, one question to the both of you. What do you call it? Circuit City. <laughs> <laughs> they are out of business, so there's no copyright problem anymore. Totally use it. And it's really post-apocalyptic appropriate. They can hang out in that building that looks like a plug, like an outlet. Oh, yeah. Do the hacking with all those old materials. Oh, you guys are still working on it, and you feel pretty good. Uh, any questions about Circuit City, anybody? Who is the star? Who plays the Coopster? Oh, ho ho Hoopster, not Coopster. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was reading into it. Uh, that's cool. Uh, uh, Uma Thurman. Lovely, lovely. Uh, and how are you going to approach all those sexy nude hacking scenes? Well, in the future, you know, the government doesn't want you to have a lot of clothes. Uh, so. <laughs> Is that your tagline? Yeah. And that's opening scene, too. <laughs> hacking naked. You see beads of sweat. You see someone wiping it. You see, like, this, like these, like, flashing lights on their face. Mm -hmm. And then they zoom out, and they've got, like, a headset and, like, a mic, and they're... They like lean forward and there's just like this red impression of the chair on their back. They like peel themselves forward and they're like, listen, you know, they're just naked <laughs> oh. and sweaty in their chairs. So you're not going to over glamorize hacking. You're going to show the chips and the sweat and the salt. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. That it's humanity. Ma that makes me more interested. I don't know about you, audience. 
Oh, and since this is a Regenesis episode and this is removed, we want to hear from Genesis with Phil Collins removed. Anybody know what that is? Peter Gabriel. Whoa! Give me a sick Peter Gabriel track in this movie. Yeah. And yeah, they're like the lady and the robot will be coming over the thing, right? And they're like ha- having all this armloads of food, and she's naked. She's like wiping her hands on her stomach. Oh, wow. So they come to take me home. That's beautiful. Take me home. And if you don't have that in your head at the end of the night, then you're a stronger person than me. <laughs> but now we have the Church of Chopsticks 3. Ooh. What are they bringing to the table? Will it be delicious? Will you get food poisoning? Let's see what these partners pitch in the rewind, remove round, starting now. It's the Vatican, and uh, um, these two students are there. Uh, former stripper Zoe Deschanel is training to be a nun, and uh, for, former gigolo, played by Channing Tatum, is play, training to be a priest. And all is well. They're both getting real into their studies. They're happy that they're changing their lives. They experience some temptation from the lives they used to lead. But for the most part, they're very happy and they're looking forward to the future. Then all of a sudden, motherfucking aliens attack out of nowhere using some sort of crazy ray that vaporizes everyone's clothing. And it kills the Pope, specifically the Pope. And like, it kills just the Pope and everyone that's supposed to pick a new Pope. Midpoint. So, in order to pick a new pope, what they have to do is they have the Holy Bible from the Vatican. They've drilled a hole in it. And whoever's dick fits in that hole is going to be the next pope. But nobody wants to volunteer their dick because the aliens killed the pope and they don't want to be next. So people are being forced to stick their dick in the hole in the Bible. And I'll tell you what else. No. Yeah. So everybody's sticking their dicks in the Bible. It's not sitting. They don't know what's going on. But they got to pick a new pope. We can't go on without a pope. So the aliens are... Just perverts. They 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 shrink right all their clothes off. They're just looking at us nude. Just nudity. The great equalizer. We're all just running around like naked animals. The aliens are just loving it. So meanwhile, meanwhile, Zoe Deschanel and Channing Tatum are falling in love, and they're just so awkward about it because she used to be a stripper and he used to be a gigolo, and and he's just like, oh, you know, I would be with you for free, and she's like, I wouldn't, because money is everything. But 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 they're studying the Bible, and somehow Channing Tatum. Gets his dick in that Bible and it fits. And wouldn't you know what son of a bitch Channing Tatum is the new Pope. Gloria, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And time. <laughs> Woo. Woo. That Pope, Pope. <laughs> dick Pope. Uh, that had me a lot. I'm not going to lie. What do you call it? Uh, choose Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, there was dick. There you go. <laughs> the book of Genesis. The Gospel of Dick. We don't know. What a, I think you should call it fucking the Bible. A Vatican gigolo. <laughs> sure. I'm writing down Dick Pope so that I remember what the film included. Dick Pope. That was such an obvious choice. Yeah. God damn it. You know, why, why reinvent the elephant when it's got a trunk and ears and a big fucking dick? Oh, boy. So we just heard two perfectly pleasant pitches. And we are getting the hook pretty soon, so we have to vote right now for the winner. Let's hear it for everyone who opening night is going to go see Circuit City. And let's hear it for Dick Pope. Dick Pope, Dick Pope, Dick Pope. Pope. 
All right. So, Dick Pope, you're the big winner of the evening. Everybody else is slightly other winners. Uh, I'll hand out prizes, but maybe at the very, very end. And Becky, Church of Scientology, you're the winner of the night. Really? Yes. Son of a bitch. One by one, you have bested your fellows all the way up the hill. Now you've approached the big bad. It's me. (gasps) Don't be too scared. I'm pretty nice. But I also made the game, so I might have a leg up on you. You did come up with Dick Pope, and I'm impressed (laughs) by that. Well, I was here sitting the whole time, and it's really easy to see from the voyeur's seat, when people are nude, what uh, Dick Pope it looks like. So, uh, for the final round, we get to make a sequel. And since you've been through the ringer, you get your pick. So, to remind you of everything we've seen tonight, we've seen The Mountain Air. The Shine of Love, Mission Totally Not That Incompetent, America, The Early Bird Gets... Nobody remembers your fucking time. Yeah, it's, it's time. hard to write down. You lost that round if you remember. <laughs> but you lost it so well. Uh, you also have The Early Bird Gets Revenge, Circuit City, or Dick Pope. You get to choose what you want to make the sequel you know, to. I mean, Dick Pope feels complete. I feel like we really said what you said out to say. You did there. what you needed. The early bird gets revenge. I, yeah. I, if, I feel like I cut myself off halfway through, and there could definitely be some more to that story. I mean, she set herself on fire. I don't know. Maybe, but you could survive a fire, right? Yeah, yeah. I totally survived several fires. NBD. What do you think? Uh, do it. Yeah. Do we have to both buy in on this? Yeah, take it. Take early bird gets revenge. Okay. Uh, let's see. I would take Dick Pope, but you just said it was complete. No. So. It's not. Oh. It's not? It's more there. I can feel it. <laughs> well, if Shane can feel it, then I can feel it too. I can feel it. The dick move just an inch. So I will take Dick Pope. Let's see Scientology's cards. You get, ooh, the best one Sport Dog. You get time travel casual and butt beach. What an option. And what am I working with? B-plot, creeper cult, and unreliable narrator for Dick Pope. So our minute starts to plan it now. Scientology, how you feeling? Rushed. (laughs) That's good. That's the game. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first, since we are just a little rush. We'll plug through. <clears throat> oh, and by the way, my studio name is Comfetti. That is C-U-M-F-E-T-T-I. We have a couple things spiritually in common with endorphin releases, I believe. Yep. Maybe we'll get to be partners someday at Pitch, please. Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, next time. Okay, let's hear my pitch, please. In three, two, one. So... The Dick Pope is living the life. He is, and his son gets to be Dick Pope because they remake the rules. And his son gets to be Dick Pope because they remake the rules. And one thing we've learned about penises through the father is that they always get bigger, right? No, no, not necessarily. I don't know who's fucked somebody's dad, but let me know. But so this guy, his dick isn't bigger than his dad's and his dick isn't bigger than his granddad's. So what he has to do is get it stung by bees every day to get it big so that it still fits in the dick hole and it's really sad and by the way during this whole thing the palpals have become a total creeper cult where they just use his dick to do too many ceremonies and it's ruining his day and so then what he does is he gets off the bees he stops stinging his dick he lets it get small and then it gets cold and it gets even smaller And it just goes through the hole in the Bible so easily that everybody starts to weep. And then he says, hey, maybe my dick doesn't need to be big. Maybe a small dick is important. 
and then there's a slow clap, and everyone agrees, and it turns out the smallest dick man is now the Pope King of the Lands, and that's because it was written by an unreliable narrator. <laughs> that's it, Pope, Pope Dick Two. Two addicted to bees. <laughs> and the, t- the tagline is, you don't need a big dick to be a big pope. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, thank you. That's the preheat. And now let's dive right into the finale with Scientology Studios in three, two, one, go. Soccer dog, a happy dog with plenty of yard to run in. He's a dog, a soccer dog, a dog who plays soccer. His person, recently relieved of an unfortunate worm pregnancy, has traveled back to the 1960s to Butt Beach, a swinging happening place where surfing rules. But she comes face to face with what looks like a very tall, wriggling surfer. But guess what? It's a stack of worms in a man suit. They get revenge, drowning her in the ocean in the past. Poor soccer dog, left alone with no one to play with, no one to look at him, no one to tell him about their worm pregnancies. He's all on his own. He might be impregnating other dogs with worms or grass or whatever it is he's digging up in the backyard because he's certainly not playing any soccer. What a tragedy, but what a box office smash. What, what do you call it? The late bird also gets another form of revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Tagline? Uh, <laughs> She's thought so many things. It's hard to think uh, all these things. Call your senators. <laughs> call today. your senators about Worm Dog today. Round of applause. All right, everybody. We're just about to get out of here, but let's hear your clapping votes for the movies. Let's start with mine. Dick Pope, Two Addicted to Bees. All right, all right, all right. I don't know why I turned into Matthew McConaughey. Let's hear it for the late bird also gets another form of the worm. <laughs> Becky Bronstein, big winner, Scientology Studios. Watch it! Congratulations. So you win a Pitch Please home game. Do uh, I? And, yes, you do. And sorry, audience, we're not going to have time for a round with y'all, which is too bad because I'm sure you all are great next uh, time. Honor. I would like to thank everybody who made this possible. The person who gave me the extra cup of coffee today. I'm not going to sleep until June. This is lovely. What beautiful piece of jewelry. I used to watch VHS tapes. You see kids back in the day. Movies used to come in these little boxes that you put in the VCR. And sometimes the tape would come out, you know, like a disembowelment. You'd have to like wind it up, stick it back in there. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. Sometimes the sound would sound like it was swirling oh, down the drain. Looks like the we're getting the fun. light. <laughs> Don't play me off. <laughs> thank you all for coming. Thank you for being here. Really fast. Adam Posse, where can people find you online? Uh, Adam Posse on Twitter. Um, Adam Posse on Venmo. All right. And Becky, big winner. <laughs> uh, I am uh, Becky from Alaska on Twitter. Becky Bronstein on Instagram and everywhere else. Becky with the good jokes monthly at the Fun House in Portland. Yay. Kirsten Koopenbender. Um, I'm at Kooptastic on Twitter and Koopenbender on Instagram and nothing else matters. All right. Thank you so much. And last but certainly not least, Katie Nguyen. Okay, I am at KT Nuggin, K-T-N-U-G-G-I-N on Twitter and Instagram, both of them. And you can find Shane Hosey on Twitter and at the Hosey Hustle. You can find myself on Twitter and Pitch Please on the River City Podcast Federation. Thank you so much, Kickstand. We're out of here. Good night. Woo!
the Pitch Please podcast was recorded in front of a live audience at Kickstand Comedy Space in Portland, Oregon. Pitch Please is brought to you by creator, host, illustrator, and comic extraordinaire, Carolyn Maine. Produced by Randall Lawrence and Cranival Studios. You can find all of the Pitch Please podcast at rivercitypodcastfederation.com forward slash pitch please. Home game available at pitchplease.fun. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.